Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Turn to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. I love your enthusiasm. I love your enthusiasm. John 10, 10. It's one verse we've been meditating on, using as a foundation for a series that we're in called Restoration. And, um, and we're seeing God restore. Oh, man. And it is, just, it is just so awesome. We're seeing lives change. We're seeing hearts turn to him. And so uh, just more and more names getting added to the, to the baptism list. We're, getting, uh, we're seeing hearts turn uh, to, to God. We're seeing uh, situations turn around. So, again, it's God's word that does that. It's not our goodness but God's grace. And so we want to go to his word right now and get it in us. So John 10, verse 10, when you got it, say amen. Let's roll. It says, it says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Right? Never, ne- that's his only reason. He, he's not showing up. He's not coming on the scene to show you a good time. He may, he may dress up and, and look a certain part at certain points in your life and, and, and come in and try to take you down a road and show you what you think is a good time. It's always a setup. It's always a setup, so be careful. He said this. He said he only came to steal, kill, and destroy. But I love the red letters of Jesus. He said this, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Amen. Are you faithful for God's word? Are you faithful for Jesus? Amen. Let's do this. Just talk to him one more time. God, thank you today for your spirit. Thank you for this word, God. And we believe today, God, it's going to get inside of us. It's going to change us. It's going to encourage us. It's going to equip us to go fight the good fight of faith, Lord. And I thank you for restoration. I thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord, and for the lives that are being changed, God. We continue to give you glory for every bit of it, God. And we just thank you for your grace. It is sufficient. (laughs) It is sufficient, Lord. And we're so faithful today. So just let your word get in us today. God, use me. Speak through me today. And uh, I just pray, Lord, that your spirit of faith will just rise up in each person in each life today. And church, say it with me. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We're in this series, and so we've been doing something every week up until this point in this restoration series. We've We've been pulling back and looking at a different story in the Old Testament, and we've been taking those truths from it, and we've been applying those principles that we see, and we see God's faithfulness in each story in a beautiful picture of restoration in every one. I'm telling you, if you've, if you've missed any of those sermons or whatever, go back online and get God's Word in you. Uh, it's because His Word is, is just true, and so go back and get God's Word in you. We've been looking at those principles and studying some of those things, and we've been looking at how those things can change our life and, and what God uh, can just do when He shows up and brings restoration in our life. But uh, today, I'm going to just shift up just a little bit during this series. We're going to go back. God's put a couple more stories of in the Old Testament that I want us to look at, and we'll unpack those over the next couple of weeks. But today, we just kind of really felt drawn to kind of pull back, uh, do some teaching today, kind of just lay out some principles and, and to help us really see what we need to do to um, kind of, I guess, expose him, expose the enemy, we're going to kind of see and, and kind of expose his devices, his schemes, how he works, what he does, and how we as God's children can avoid those things, or if we've been caught up in those things, be freed from it. All right, so uh, we're going to look at it. We're going to show some things in Scripture because he is, and when I say he right in that moment, I'm speaking of the devil, the enemy. He is a thief. 
Or he is. I mean, and, and so he, he's, a, he's a liar. He's a thief. He, again, his mission is to come and is to steal and to kill and destroy. And, and, and so he does this. He comes after your joy because he doesn't have any. You, you, you see this? I mean, so it, he just does. He comes after your peace because he has no peace. D- just think for just a moment. I mean, do you really believe that he enjoys being the devil? I think, I, seriously, that's kind of just a humorous thing, but I think sometimes we sit back and we kind of just kind of picture him and this, and we hear his, Mwahaha, you know, and, and he's up there enjoying everything that he's doing. And he's, he's, he's coming and he has his cape laid out and his horns are up and his, and his red eyes are flaring and he's just enjoying being the devil. He's miserable. He's miserable because here's the truth. He knows where he will end up. He knows where he will be. He knows that he will spend eternity separated from the God who set out to create him to spend time with him. But he did something. He rebelled. He got himself in a place of separation. And so you got to think, the guy's miserable. And so he's doing this. Misery loves company. And so he's doing this. He's trying to pull. He's trying to do this. He's trying to steal your victory because he's defeated. We were thinking about that cross just a moment ago, man. When, when Jesus said it was finished, it was done, it was finished. It was done. He's not going to have to do that again. He came and he did that one time for us, and he's going to come back the next time, not as just a meek little boy in a manger, <laughs> but as God riding on, on, on a white horse, I mean, fire flaming, cherished rolling, swords flying. I mean, next time he's coming, it's going to be a whole other picture. It's going to be a whole other picture. And so the enemy's doing this. He's in every way right now trying to steal your hope because he has none. He has no hope. He's trying to take your authority because he has none. So as as we just kind of just pull back just to see, we recognize in Scripture some of the different ways he reveals himself. These are some of the ways that he shows up. And you see him as a serpent in Scripture. You see him as that, that enemy who tries to come and tries to just somebody sneak in and slide in and try to just, in every, again, let me just get this. I got to pull back. Every time he's a deceiver. Every time. No matter how he reveals himself, he's a deceiver. No matter how he shows up, he's a liar. And so in every way, but you'll see him in scripture, pull back and reveal himself as that serpent, as that sneaky one who tries to slide in and cause issues. You see him in scripture as a, even as an angel of light to try to come in sometimes and just totally just try to appear as something. And uh, uh, it's kind of like, you know, have you ever maybe read somebody's Facebook status or uh, uh, if you've ever... Again, don't raise your hand. Have you ever, and I have been there, so I don't know from this from experience since it's just what I've been told. Have you ever maybe been to one of those singles websites? And, and I, I've seen this in the movie. I've seen this how this works. And so they sit down and they create their profile. And they start telling about all their accolades. Oh, I was a star of the football team. I have this this trophy and that trophy. I'm a I'm a tall, dark, handsome, <laughs> lean, mean, 
machine, man. And then you, then they do. They go somewhere on on the Muscle and Fitness website, pull off and steal a picture, and then post that as their profile. And then they come in and they set up the time to come meet you at the place where you probably shouldn't be meeting anybody. Anybody ever wants to meet you, tell them to meet you at church. If you're young, you're single, and you look for somebody, tell them, say, meet me. I'm going to be at church Sunday morning. Meet me there. I'll be at church Wednesday night. Come meet me there. I'll see you there. But, but then you get there, and you start doing this. You start looking for them. I'll be the one with the blue shirt on. <laughs> and then you look down at the phone and you pull back the profile one more time just to make sure you didn't miss it. And so you look at the profile and you look at the only blue shirt in the room and you're saying, there ain't no way. <laughs> there ain't no way this could be happening to me right now. But it's what the enemy does. He tells you, he paints a good picture. Oh, come on, follow me. If you, if you come hang with me, if you do this, I'm going to take you down a path, meet me here, do this there. We'll go hang out. We're going to have a good time. But it's always a setup. So he reveals himself to him somehow and every time as a deceiver, as this angel of light sometimes. So be careful. And in Scripture, we're going to see today, he also reveals himself and tries to show up and reveal himself as a lion. Now, not, not a liar, but a lion. So I want you to do this. We're going to look at two portions of scriptures in, in, in full, but so I want you to turn first time to First Peter. First Peter. Anybody love his word? First Peter. Again, right before second, Peter. I always try to help y'all out, man. So First Peter, chapter five. We're going to read two verses. And, um, and just kind of look at it for a minute. So, so verse 8 says this. It says, to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. <laughs> Number, verse 9 says this, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So I, I'm going to pull back and just we're going to look at three things in these two verses that, that I want us to grab today in God's Word. The first one is this, is to, is to be sober. Number one, just be sober. Uh, th- this is um, in the literal word, in the literal translation, this means to be self-controlled. So as you see this, it, it means to be self-controlled. Uh, we've, um, you've probably all been around that person who, who drunk too much, or who lost control, they did something, and they were no longer to control themselves. Uh, he's telling us in Scripture here, he's saying to, to do this, to be self-controlled. Don't open up. I, I think this, I think, again, it's one of the other ways that the enemy loves to deceive. You, you see every commercial, you know, when it comes, and, and just be honest, man, Budweiser makes the best commercials. During the Super Bowl, man, they, they just blew it out of the water. Man, them and Doritos. Doritos hung with them a little bit this year. But you see every one of these commercials, just the creative power behind this. And then if they do it, and this used to be real strong, they would always show the one who was, who was opening up and having to, those drinks. It was always just a big celebration. It was always a big party. Everything was good. They wasn't really showing what happened afterwards. It wasn't really showing what happened the next morning. It wasn't showing a lot of those things because this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to deceive. Again, he's trying to deceive. I think we saw last night that you can have a great time and be sober. 
Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, man, I had a great time last night. You know what I did today? I had a great time in God's house so far. We're going to keep having a great time because if anything we're going to be drinking of, it's the Holy Spirit. It's of him, his life. And so he wants us to partake of him and drink of him every way, but there are areas where he tells us to be sober. And again, this is self-control, but this is how the enemy will do it for you. He will always start with a thought. Okay, he's always going to start with a thought. If he can get you to get the thought that I quit, he'll probably get you to quit. If he can get you to think somewhere, just give up, just stop, just just quit, pull back, quit, quit going down this road, quit giving, quit loving, quit serving, quit giving your heart away, quit doing this. If you if you'll just quit, if he can get you to that place, if he can whip you in your mind, he can whip you on the battlefield. And so you got to learn and start seeing how he works. And so it'll always be him coming in and starting this thing within your mind and getting you to try to bite and grab hold of that lie. Remember, he's a deceiver. So he always will get, he'll put it in the mind. And then this is what we have to do. We'll see in just a moment how we have to pull that down and take care of that. But immediately begin to see that he's always going to hit you there. I, there's an old saying, and, I, and it's pretty cool. I, I love it. It says this, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop him from making a nest. All right? And so, and it's so true. You can't help what comes in your mind sometimes. All right? Just, there are some thoughts that get in. So I'm going to go ahead and just free you up for just a minute. Some of y'all thought, man, oh man, I had that thought. This came in, so it's over for me. No, listen, it's what you do with the thought. And so if, if we can be real, I don't think we're real enough in church sometime, and we should be, but the enemy will put stuff in your mind. He will say things to you. He will lie to you. He will put stuff there, but it's what you do with it. It's the choice that you make with it. It's the choice of whether or not you decide to entertain it. It's whether or not you decide to act on it or to walk it out. You know, in the scriptures, David, which is a man after God's own heart, loved, loved God, got up and danced and worshiped and praised and defeated giants, defeated entire armies, was a man of God, but he made a mistake. He let the thought that got in his mind stay there. Oh, come on. And then it escalated. If, if you know the story, he committed murder, treason, adultery, fornication. The list goes on because he didn't pull back. He didn't bring that thought, and he decided to just keep looking. In Genesis, there was a guy named Lot. Lot, Lot really had it made. He was hanging out with Abram, had it made, was going down a good path, but he looked out, and he saw a direction called Sodom, and the Bible says that he lifted his eyes toward that direction. And as he lifted up and he looked that way, he felt himself begin to pull and be drawn in that area. And so he did something. He went from just looking up and seeing that place to, go, to doing this, to then going to the direction, set up camp, pitched a tent right outside the gate, eventually ended up moving in. Eventually, his children ended up marrying him, and eventually it ended up destroying his family because he lifted up and he began to look. Now, I, can, I want to get, I'm I'm get old school for a second, but there's some old school stuff we need to remember. There's some things we shouldn't be looking at. They're just, they're just sort of, don't, listen to me. Young people, trust me. Don't think that you can look at whatever and it not affect you. Old folks, 
Me included, gray in a beard. I mean, it, don't think you can look at or listen to whatever you want to look at and listen to and it not affect you. There will be a time in your life. Galatians 6 talks about a principle called sowing and reaping. And you may never, you, you may not even think, you may not think when you do this or go in this direction or look at, dwell on the thought that this is how it's going to be, that your life's going to end up totally wrecked. You see so many people who took that first hit, life totally destroyed. Lose their family, lose their homes, lose, lose their life. Be careful. Now, Pastor, you, know, you, you, you preached that grace series, and if not for grace, and yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But he wants us to do this. He wants us to sow in and put the right seed in the ground so that we can reap back and, and get the harvest that he has for us. Pastor Chris was talking about giving you an opportunity to sow just a few minutes ago because there are things that blessings that come back into our life. And so we see it in God's principles and over and over and over in God's word. We look at these truths and it works both ways. You put the same way. We talk about the bad so much. You look at the bad, the bad's going to happen. But listen, you sow good stuff, good stuff's going to happen. You, you put good, good seed in, in good soil, good fruit comes back, fruit that remains. And so we see it. So we got to be careful. We don't open ourselves up. We don't keep looking. We don't keep going in that direction. We don't keep looking down that road. So we got to pull back. So we see it this way. Be sober. Tell your neighbor, be sober. Tell him this. He's talking to me right now, not you. It's going to free you up for just a minute. All right. All right. So we see it. The second thing is this. He said in the scripture, he said, be sober. Then he said this, to be vigilant. The the story says that he's going around like that lion, seeking whom he may devour. Do you understand this? It's because he can't just devour everyone. I, I, I just think sometimes we just kind of pull back and we just think, man, he it's just he's the devil and he's got this. Remember, he's defeated. Remember, he has no joy, so he's trying to steal, he's trying to take, he's trying to do all these things. So a lot of times we look at it and just give up and just say, man, it's just going to happen this way. He's looking for, and he's seeking and looking for the one that he can devour because he can't take everybody out. And so we're exposing it, we start seeing it. And so this word vigilant means this, it means to be watchful. It means be watchful. You, we need to start paying attention to the areas of where he's going to come in. Just start, you start, you start, whatever you have to do, sit down, write a list. This is where the enemy attacks me. This is what he does in my life. This is where it always comes in. Make the list, expose him, reveal it, and then start doing this, closing up some doors. Deleting some numbers. Some of y'all need to take the phone out inside. Just need to delete that one. Some of you, you, you just need to go, some things you got bookmarked on the computer, you need to delete that page. Oh, man, say, Pastor, getting real today up in this month. I mean, just be careful. He's, he's, in, he's in a role. But no, listen, it's because he's looking for it. They're looking for an easy target. Do you know that the, the thief who's in the parking lot, he's looking for the lady who's walking through the parking lot? Easy target. Easy target. He's looking for the one, oh, yeah. This will be a piece of cake. I can take what she has. I can steal everything from her. I can do this. He's trying to expose you. He's trying to get to you. So the enemy's how he works. He loves to try to get you alone. 
pull you out of God's, God's family, pull you away from, from, from the fold, try to get you into a place of isolation, and then he can attack you and hit you in that place. It's how he works. There's a game, and I, I almost I got our media team to pull up a video, and I didn't because I just didn't want to advocate violence in any way in this form. I just, I, mean, I like MMA, UFC, when it's all set up and structured and got the referee there. But, just the, the, but there is a game that's happening right now, it's exploding. It's called the knockout game. Raise your hand if you've heard of this. I just want to just see if, you, if y'all grabbed, seen this. Okay, all right, some of you have. It, the knockout game is this. The knockout game is where the, basically a bunch of idiots, just call, call it a bunch of idiots, bunch, you know, bunch of idiots, you know, just don't know, you know, maybe they know better, I don't know. I, but they're walking around doing this. They're looking for, Certain people that they think they can pick out that's an easy target. And then when they least expect it, not there's several videos out there, but don't pull them up on your phone right now and start looking and don't look at that right now. But they would walk up and they would look for a target and then out of nowhere hit and then try to knock you out. Somebody sent me one the other day, and I was like, oh, this is good. There was just a guy walking down the road, him and his, and his woman, his wife, girlfriend, I don't know what it was, and he was just walking down the road, just talking, having a good time, and there were two guys, two idiots, wanting to play the knockout game, and they messed with the wrong one. Now, first of all, the dude had a Cobra Kai-looking jumpsuit on. I mean, if you don't know what a Cobra Kai is, man, who knows what a Cobra Kai is? I'm just going to see my, my, my people right now. Okay. All right, Cobra Kai, man, Karate Kid. That was, that was the Cobra Kai dojo, and they had to match an outfit, man. He had to match an outfit. Don't ever mess with somebody when they got to match an outfit on like that. <laughs> just don't do that. But they pick with the wrong one, and the guy swings back, and he hits the woman, but he picked the wrong one because this dude was being watchful. He was being vigilant. And he proceeded to do something. He proceeded to beat those two jokers almost to death. He wore those guys out because he was doing something. He was being vigilant. Be watchful. Be very careful. Now, I don't want us to just always walk around in fear. I ain't talking about that, but be vigilant. We're supposed to be vigilant and be watchful because this is, this is the deal. Remember, we're fighting for victory. We're walking in that. So you start recognizing and seeing the enemy's attacks. You start seeing what he's doing and watching where he works because we've been given something called authority. Look at Luke 10 real quick. You ain't got to turn there, but just, just look at this. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on the serpents and the scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Come on, do you hear this? He has, Jesus got up and said, I have all authority. And then he does this. He releases this to us. And so this is how the enemy works. He comes in and he takes the authority that you give him. Well, remember, he don't have any. He's a thief. He's a liar. He's trying to pull in. He's trying to steal it. So, we, so we're very careful. We look at this. We walk this out. We're very vigilant. And the third thing he says to do is this. He says that we are to resist him. Verse 9 said that we are to resist him. Now, this... this kind of sounds elementary in a way, but it's so profound because I believe so many times when we get hit, we just lay down. I think a lot of times it happens and we just wave the white flag and we just lay it out and we just go ahead and say, man, I'm just going to try to endure till I get in. No, you resist that. 
You, you stand up against that. So one more portion of Scripture. Go to 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10. Got a tickle this morning, man. I just, uh, right before I come out, I posted status earlier and saw one of our members posted this verse. And I was like, God, ain't your timing just perfect? 2 Corinthians 10. Just confirmation today of his truth that he gives us. And I want to start at verse 3. <laughs> this is good. He said this. He says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Though we're walking through this life, whether our Cobra Kai, whether our matching outfit, we're just walking through, doing life, doing our thing. It's a whole nother level in a place that we war in. Some of you right now, you, you, you got into a, a little dispute or a little struggle, something even happened maybe even this morning. Uh, understand that this, that though that may have happened in the flesh, did you understand how the enemy works? There's something else that's going on in the heavenlies. There's something else that's taking place. There's something else that's going on in that picture. And he says this. He says, we don't war there. So quit doing this. Quit trying to fight a, a spiritual battle with earthly weapons. Quit trying. It will never work. So we do this. We pull back. And so we don't war according to that. And verse 4 says this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Do you see this? This is huge. We, again, we don't serve as some weak knee sissified God, and he didn't make you weak knee sissified. All right? The, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. And so he dwells in you, and he's equipped you, and he's given you these things. And so we have the weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ <laughs> and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I, I, I like the Amplified right there. It says that we refute arguments, we refute theories, and we refute reasonings because this is what's happening. He's trying to get in that mind. He's trying to get right now, pull you. He's trying to, even in this moment, take you to another place to not grab hold of right now. And you know that this is this, it's only our mind that can do that. Our mind can take us to our past. It can take us into a place where we're worrying about the future. And we miss right now. We miss what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in our life right now. In this moment, he gets in the mind. He begins to pull. Joyce Meyer, I like what she says. She says, where the mind goes, the man follows. She said, you better get your mind out of the gutter and get it on the greater. I was like, come on, man, that's good. That's good, Joyce. You brought it. Uh, I mean, but it is what's happening. He is trying to pull. He's trying to get in that place because if he can do that, he can get you. He can, he can pull you aside. He can get you to that place. I, I know people in their mind, they've done this. They're thinking, well, I'm, I'm always going to be nothing. That's a lie. Uh, it's always going to have to be this way. I'm, I'm never going to lose this weight. I'm, I'm always going to be an addict. I'm never going to find this person. I'm never going to have a spouse. I'm not going to have this job. Nobody likes me. And, and, and do this. I'm always going to be filling the blank, whatever it is. I'm never going to have just filling the blank, whatever it is. It's on how it's going to have to be. There's some of you, you've experienced things in God. Our youth group last week at this time were at Myrtle Beach. 
They were at Shabbat, man, and, and they've been just hearing some of the testimonies, and we're going to hear some of them March 16th, and, and, and it's just going to be cool when we get to see what all God did there. But listen to me, and I'm, I'm going to ask this. Young people, look at, look at your pastor for just one second. Who experienced God last week, but in your mind, has already he's already told you and battled against you and said that it won't last? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Okay. Who experienced him and, and, and God showed, you, showed up and he started telling you this? Well, when you get back to school and everybody else is not living that way and, and, and they're not walking this thing out, you're not going to be either. Some of your parents have struggled with that. Some of you, you, your child was maybe one of the ones that was there and, and, and experienced that. And then he's already telling you, he's already saying stuff to you, well, it's not going to last. This is gonna. This is gonna have to be this way. It's always gonna work out like this. Start doing this. Start casting that thought down. Start casting it down. Start. Start taking that thought, bringing it captive. It's a stronghold. A stronghold is is an area where he comes in and gets into the mind and tries to pull you in and get you to a place. And he and, he, and start doing this. Start replacing the lie with the truth. Start replacing the lie with the truth. Second Corinthians five twenty one says this. He says, "For he made him." who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Man, I, I want you to read this out loud. I want you to say this. Look at the screen. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Wow. Man, I... <laughs> Mm. He makes us the righteousness of God. It's in Christ. So listen, stay in him. Stay in him. Take the thought, take the attack, bring it captive. Romans 12 talks about that we have to renew our mind. We have to set it on him. That's a renovation, Pastor Chris. That is a reno- that's where that thing is totally old, torn out, and you replace it with the new. You start meditating on him, and you start thinking on those things and pulling back and looking at what God has for you. I want you to stand with me if you would. I want you to bow your heads for just a moment. I want to read this to you. That Romans 12 I just mentioned says this. Just close your eyes. Just listen. Just get this in you for just a second. The writer Paul was, was speaking. He said this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. And if you've ever studied scripture, Paul Paul wasn't much of a beggar. Paul used to he used to kill and destroy the Christian, and he wasn't no just no weak little guy. But he is believing in the in the gospel, believing in truth so much. He said, "I beg you, I beg you, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service." Why? Because verse 2 says this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God.